Hello everyone and once again I welcome you all to Crimeric Spiel podcast. I wanted to quickly pop in in advance to remind you guys to wait till the end to get a few bonus writers note. Before I begin, I wanted to give a short disclaimer. Crimeric Spiel is not associated with any online storyboard. All the stories narrated are written and produced by me. The views and opinions expressed in this media are solely mine. I do not intend to undermine or offend anybody. If unknowingly I do so, please correct me and I apologize for my mistake if there are any. So, now back to spilling. Previously on my bizarre dream journal, Samantha finds a mysterious fridge in the Gupta household in which she finds a gun. She immediately reports the events to the police after which she gets followed and ghosted by this mysterious person who claims to have known her secret. She receives a call from an unknown number. The robotic voice on the other end talks in a mysterious manner. Now, let's continue. When the call got disconnected, I thought of googling what is myoptepera. The Google search results landed this meaning. Myoptepera is a feeling of shame for something some other person did. To be really honest, at that point of time, I did feel the shame of Myra's acts. I recollected a conversation me and Myra had weeks before her final goodbye. We were in a cafe which was situated in the heart of the city. That's why it was so crowded all the time. I always felt comfort in the crowd as I'm a very paranoid person and loneliness kind of terrifies me. Myra on the other hand hated this place as she hated people staring at her and she always had this feeling that people around her were dissecting her with their judgy eyes. Listen Sam, do you remember how we met? Yeah, obviously I remember Myra. Sam, you know what? When we first met, I instantly thought that we both are going to be friends forever. I mean, you always emanated, you know, a scholarly vibe and I'm a carefree junkie. I feel we are the opposite pieces of a puzzle that fit together perfectly. Oh my god, Myra, are you high as a kite now? Why do you do the shit? You know, right? It's going to backfire on your health and your personal life. Psst, wait, wait, Sam. Personal life? Do I have one? Listen, Sam. I feel let's just drop these formalities and let's get to know each other better said myra with a smile on her face trying to put me at ease that's when the waiter comes in with our order mom this is your cappuccino with extra shot of espresso and mom for you fries with extra salt said the waiter handing myra a plate with salt he looked questioningly at me as if trying to ask why the hell is she eating salt after the waiter left us to ourselves myra tried to broach the topic of letting us loose again 
This time I whispered, You, you go first. My dad took a deep breath in and started. <sighs> okay, okay, okay. I once was in a street fight and was almost beaten to death by some muscle dudes who thought I was a disguised cop. <laughs> can you believe it? Uh, uh, oh yeah, I, I can. I'm like sort of. I said. Myra looked at me questioningly. Now it's your turn, Sam. Okay, fine, fine. I'll, I'll tell you something about me. Look, look. I'm I'm not proud of it. And uh, okay. Anyways, saying so, I pulled up my sleeves. Under my sleeves, one could see the deep scars of knife wounds. Myra audibly gasped when the situation dawned on her. Sam, Sam, why did you hurt yourself? Myra, you know my anxiety problems. Every time I was around people, I feel, I feel pressurized to live up to their expectations. The expectations of my father, my mother, and, and people around me. In the pursuit of this, this societal image, I lost myself. And this very burden pained me so much so that I found a deadly comfort in it. Myra took my hand in hers and gently caressed it. Her gentle touch and caring eyes instantly calmed me down. We both were so engrossed in that moment that we did not realize Shilpi, the school's gossip monger, had made her way towards our table. I realized it too late to pull down my sleeves and hide my scars from that nosy Shilpi. She had instantly read the situation and gave the most satisfied grin. Myra, sensing the tension in the surroundings, grabbed my hand and, after paying for the drinks, pulled me to the exit. Sam, look, you don't need to worry. You know, right? Nobody believes Shilpi and her stories. Anyways, I, I don't think she saw anything, said Myra, trying to comfort me. We both got to know the very next day that Shilpi and her loudspeaker attitude had spread the news throughout the school that I, I was a patient of clinical depression and had also tried self-harm to forget a traumatic experience in the past. Nothing of that sort really happened. The, the reason behind me cutting myself was just a way to escape from the worldly pain to find my own little peace. I mean, I had stopped doing it after I met Myra. I mean, she she was the sunshine in the dark horizon. She meant everything to me. Shilpi's small rumor had brought me back into the arms of the demon I thought I had left in the past. The people staring at me constantly and, and those whispers whenever I walked past the corridors just tore me down. But whenever... Whenever I saw my Myra, I would lift my spirits up again. As we were walking past her house, one evening after our tuitions, we saw Shilpi and her group of friends wandering in the park. Did I, did I ever mention to you before that Myra is a hothead and she can never contain her anger? And, and when she's angry, she's surprisingly strong for her small physique. 
when Myra saw Shilpi, she charged towards her and, and I tried to stop her, but I couldn't even catch up to her long strides. Hey, Shilpi, you covered little maggot. You have such a long nose that you poke around a lot without even realizing. Listen, ask for forgiveness from Sam or else... Or else what, Myra? Will you call the cops? Oh, wait, you can't because if you do, you'll get busted first, you junkie. Hey, 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 mind your filthy mouth. Saying so, Myra grabbed Shilpi's long hair and yanked her to the ground. I, I tried stopping Myra, but the glare in her eyes just made me whimper. Both of them were wrestling vigorously and all the other girls just stood there, shocked. Guess, guess what happened next? Shilpi and Myra were called into the principal's office. And to save me from further embarrassment, Myra claimed that the self-harm was inflicted on her due to her drug habits and she never let, you know, things get to me. Eventually, Myra was alienated and after several therapy sessions that the school had compulsorily put her through, we met again. This time though, Myra's shine felt lost. She herself looked like a complete mess. And then the last straw was her suicide. She jumped off her building terrace on the night of New Year's Eve. Presently, I secured the gun to my backpack in such a manner that it won't be visible from outside. The weapon had made my backpack quite unbearable, but at that point of time, there was only one main goal in my mind. I need to get this back from where I found it. I marched towards the Gupta's apartment after sprinting from the school ground. There were a lot of barricade tapes surrounding the building, but the station guard was not at his usual position. I was enthralled on my luck. So I quickly climbed the steps and pushed the door open. The place was a wreck now. I, I did not have any time to lose, so I went inside the room where the fridge was. The fridge was kind of open ajar, so I just slipped in the gun in the compartment I found it in and thought of leaving. After that, I turned to leave. That's when I noticed a purple med bottle. It was, it was an immunosuppressant. I, I did not notice it at first, but on careful examination, I saw that there was a stocking tear in the door hinge. Maybe, maybe someone was here after I left or someone was here when I was there. I mean, I don't know. There were so many questions in my mind. But before that, I have to get the hell out of here and find the person behind this. I tore through the barricade tapes and checked on the guard who had still not returned to his designated position. I again made a dash towards my school. I had to clear my mind. I had to put the pieces together and I had to find who was behind this.
थैंक यू एवरी वन फॉर लिसनिंग टू दिस वीक्स एपिसोड इफ यू हैव एनी क्वेरीज और कमेंट्स प्लीज 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 फील फ्री टू हिट मी अप ऑन क्राइमरिक्स पील पॉडकास्ट एट द रेट जी मेल डॉट कॉम विच इज सी एच आर आई एम ई आर आई सी स्पील पॉडकास्ट Now for the writer's note this whole quarantine thing has got me into several new genres on the world wide web and one of them is uh, murder mysteries and true crime so as i was scrolling through the social media feed the other day i found this wonderful post that i thought was worth sharing with you guys The post talked about this guy named Joseph Jones who is better known as Moondyne Joe an Australian bush ranger. So bush rangers were originally escaped convicts in the early years of the British settlement of Australia who used the bush as a refuge to hide from the authorities. Joseph escaped from his prison so many times that the government had to build a special cell to hold him. The governor was so confident about the arrangements he made that he said if you get out again I will forgive you. And guess what? Joseph John escaped that as well. So that's the end of this week's episode. Thanks for listening and see you guys next Friday. Bye bye.